This is Steve Balton, and you are here on My Turning Point, where this week we are joined by Amber Liu, the one-time K-pop star who's now a solo artist, talks about making the transition to being a solo artist, her current tour with uh, My Turning Point friends Megan Dia, and so much more. Hope you enjoy this show as much as we did, man. It was a blast to have Amber on. So the premise of the show... Mm-hmm. It's called My Turning Point, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty standard interview. Yeah. With the exception of it starts with the guest mm-hmm. picking a turning point moment in their life mm-hmm. that kind of led you to where you are today. So I feel, wow, yeah. So many turning points. I know, Can well, there be know, multiple turning points? Yeah. <laughs> some people go more personal, some people go more professional, and a few people have gone too because yeah. it's hard to, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, do I just start? With yeah. Like, so what, what would you consider your, you know, um, multiple turning points? I guess the first turning point was... It was a period of, of, I think, like me holding in too much and then it just like hit and that what I was holding in was that misunderstanding that, you know, people have of me as like, you know, Amber, like I'm a this tomboy girl that just like likes playing sports. It's like pretty simple in my head. I just like playing sports and I like being active and I just like things that just are not, I guess, specific to, you know, like what normal quote-unquote girls would like to, you know, like. But um, I just, like, I think I was just really sad all the time. Like, why do people want to judge, like, the way I look? But I think the turning point was turning that frustration and, like, sadness and even anger into, like, how about I get people to understand me? And I think that was when I first wrote my song, Beautiful, which I released back in, I think, 2015. But I wrote it like years ago. And that song basically is just me talking about, uh, you know, you know, life, you know, can suck. Um, but I'm going to just keep getting up and I'm going to keep telling myself that I'm beautiful the way I am. And um, I hope that that's like a message that like, you know, my fans and everybody in the world can like understand that they are beautiful people. Well, it's interesting because you say it came out 2015, but mm-hmm. you wrote it years before. So when did you write it? Do you remember? I think it's 2013-ish. I think I wrote it on my birthday. I remember that because I hate birthdays. Like I, I'm sorry, I just, I'm just not a birthday person. I, I, I it's kind of weird. I don't like being the center of attention. And like, yeah, it's my job. It's like kind of hypocritical too. But I, kind of, just don't like having all eyes on me sometimes. So I like on my birthday, I was just like at home. I just didn't want to do anything. I was alone. I was living alone at that time in Korea. So I was just chilling and, you know, not really feeling myself that day. And then I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just, you know, I'm happy the way I was made. You know, I'm happy the way I am. That is such an interesting dichotomy that exists, though. And you're certainly not the first artist to say that Mm -hmm. in terms of the, you know, not wanting to be the center of attention Mm -hmm. and yet going and performing in front of thousands of people. I picked the wrong job. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting. I think what I find from interviewing so many artists, and and maybe you can sort of speak to this Mm -hmm. a little bit, I don't know if this is the case for you or not, is there becomes this thing, it's like, 
you can almost only express yourself through the music. Yeah. And, and so it becomes sort of essential mm-hmm. to communicate. But it's interesting because there are so many people, like, for example, you know, like um, I remember, you know, being fortunate enough to go to a party at mm-hmm. Prince's house. He didn't talk to anybody. Mm. I mean, but, you know, he just played music with people. Yeah. I think like music just gives people the vibe of like kind of letting down their guard. And, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's storytelling, but just without, like just conversation like this, you know, you're given a vibe, uh, like beautiful music to sing to. And um, that's what I appreciate the most about music is that it was the only way that I could connect with somebody. Like I, even in my band, um, I was very quiet. Um, Even growing up, I was kind of quiet. I was, you know, wacky in my own ways, but I never liked talking with people. But when someone just talks about music, I'm just like, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. And it's like, uh, I, I grew up listening to mostly like Linkin Park. Um, like I was part of that whole um, pop punk phase, like Blink One Eighty Two, Some Forty One, and you know, like even listening to it now, I'm like, wow, like these lyrics are pretty dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they're sad. They're sad. They're not like high, happy, like meh, meh, like. And of course, yeah, also explore. obviously being at twenty seven, yeah, you know who that is, as we've talked about, yeah. is changing. Yeah, I, I. I felt like the last ten years, like it's 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 a crazy experience. Something that I guess you know a lot of people would, would kill to have. And uh, now that you know I've decided to kind of step away from that world, it's kind of scary because I'm suddenly in a position where I have to make a lot of choices that I've never made in my life, or people were making those decisions for me. So you know, n- now I'm thrown all this stuff, it's hard to kind of like stay calm and be like, oh yeah, I totally got this because <laughs> <laughs> I don't got it. Uh, but I, I've always just tried to, you know, with me and my, like my amazing team, like we're just taking it one step at a time and figuring it out. Um, you know, we, we know that mistakes are inevitable. So we're just trying to figure it out and fix it as fast as we can. Um, but yeah, it, and it's scary, and also the fact that like now the whole kind of like every possibility is opened up to me. Uh, that I'm I can do this, and I can do this, and oh, I can do this too. It's 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 the the op the the blessings of options are overwhelming. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just trying to I'm just try, I've been trying to like filter everything out and like you know understand what I like and what I don't like and you know oh maybe I could try it this way um, definitely with like with music and um, with production I'm, I'm always trying to do different genres uh, different types of writing I'm just studying a bunch of artists and like you know what maybe I, this this verse just has like five words we'll try <laughs> it let's just see <laughs> and like literally the sky the sky is the limit. So when does your EPX come out, by the way? Because you said... So we have been releasing one by one every couple of weeks or so. Um, uh, I do not know when this podcast is coming out, but this Wednesday, another song will be coming out called Ready for the Ride. And then that's total so far five. Six is the total number of tracks. So um, Stay Calm will be released uh, sometime early next year. Okay. So yeah, and it's, it's fun. I, I purposely kind of wanted it to release it one by one um, just because you know I wanted to slowly reintroduce myself as a person um, you know what I've been you know going through um, the album 
ex is, you know, all about like crossing out things in, in my life, um, you know, putting all the bad crap away. Um, it represents 10, um, the Roman numeral, you know, for my 10th, uh, year in the in the industry as an artist um you know you know ex lovers uh you know crossing over to uh a new a new place a new chapter so um i definitely felt like introducing songs one by one would kind of make it a little bit easier for people to understand because you know or if i just dropped everything and like (laughs) hey guys (laughs) process all this information about me (laughs) Interesting. So as you've been releasing it one by one, so as you say, it gives people time to sort of mm-hmm. get to process it and mm-hmm. get to know you. Are there responses you've gotten that have you know pleasantly surprised you? Because the thing is, like I was talking about this with you know mm-hmm. um, bands last night. I was saying I was at the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas, and whether I was talking with the Cage guys on Saturday night or Mumford last night, mm-hmm. thing is, when you release music, right, as soon as you put it out there, fans make it their own because mm-hmm. they bring their interpretation, yeah. their meaning to it. You know, and, and in that, you can also hear things that you're like, oh, especially since as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. writing being subconscious, you didn't even know you were thinking that. And then when someone else notices it, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. So as you've been releasing the tracks, are mm-hmm. there things that you've heard or, or, you know, interpretations or just responses that have been like, oh, shit, that's kind of, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but that's really cool. Or that you've just mm-hmm. been happy with how people are receiving it. Uh, majority of the, um, the response has, you know, always been very supportive and uh you know some songs um with with the music video um uh put together like it does tell an actual story or um like it talks about a period in my life uh and you know fans caught on really fast so you know very smart Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i always try to tell the fans and um like yeah i'll tell my my side and what inspired me to uh to write this song, um, for example, um, my first single uh, from the EP, uh, Hands Behind My Back, um, actually has a double meaning. Hands Behind My Back literally being like, oh, I have my hands behind my back because someone tied it there. But also on the flip side, because the hands are behind my back, you don't know what I'm doing behind your back. So, um, but I always want to keep it somewhat ambiguous because I do want people to feel it on their own. Because I'm pretty sure what I'm going through um, can somewhat, you know, be similar to what, you know, Steve, what you're going through or what the person over there is going through. So, uh, yeah, and that's like, again, that's what I think music is all about. It's, it's about, you know, connection and, and bringing people together. Well, certainly, even when you look at some of the, like, you know, for example, Linkin Park stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's part of this is like, you know, there's a universality to it. Yeah. But at the same time, it is personal to to them. Yeah. But again, it's like I think any great songwriting, mm-hmm. you know, it, it should be open to like, you know, you could be writing about a specific moment that happened in your life. Mm-hmm. You'd be writing about, oh, on this day, I went there with this person mm-hmm. and we did this and we had coffee and, you know, we did whatever. And mm-hmm. then you're like, or like, you know, one of my favorite songs of all time is Velvet Underground, Pale Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it tells this specific story of adultery. Mm-hmm. But you hear the song and you're like, well, that totally ties into me or it can be anything that you mm-hmm. want in your life. Yeah, I, when I was growing up, when I was listening to uh, Blink-182, um, the song Miss You, uh, I, I was like, it's just, it's, it, was, it was a cool song, it's great. And uh, 
I was like, but I, I don't really understand it because you know, I'm young. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't miss people. <laughs> but it wasn't until like, you know, going through a relationship, doing all this stuff. And then I re-listened to it. I'm like, oh, this is totally me right now. So I, like, in general, I think, you know, people will eventually relate to something because, you know, we're humans. We're literally, we're, we're all different, but we're internally somewhat very just the same. Yeah, it's interesting. So by the way, have you ever met the guys in Lincoln or Blink? No, I want to though. <laughs> They're so cool. They're like, and actually no, I don't want to meet them. I want to admire them from afar because I just, I don't want to ruin their presence <laughs> of awesomeness. <laughs> but it's funny because again, going back to what we were talking about with the, the use of the word idol, yeah, you know, because then I'm sure there are people who, I mean, is it so weird to think about the fact that, you know, okay, you have that feeling of them. And then there are people who are like, yeah. well, I don't want to meet her because what if it ruins, you know? Yeah, I, I've always had that fear too, but... Um, just yeah. not even necessarily that you would ruin it, but just the idea that people are like, wait, they think of me the same way that I would think of like, you know, Travis yeah. Barker or something. Yeah, That's it, just fucking weird. Yeah, it is a two-way street. Um, yeah, and I'm always like, I'm always kind of paranoid, like, because sometimes I'm out, I'm out like, you know, on a run or I'm out like at a meeting and, or I'm just grabbing coffee going like, you know, 7-Eleven or something and I'm all bummy and maybe, you know, I might not be in the best mood and I'm always kind of, kind of paranoid. Like, man, what if someone catches me right now and I'm like a total like butt face to them. <laughs> and I, it's not that I don't like, I'm trying to be one. It's just like, man, I'm just not feeling it today. And there have been times like, you know, I was out and um, with my friends and I was just trying to like blow off steam and, you know, people were being super courteous, and super nice. And I was just like, I'm really sorry. I really can't like, you know, take pictures with you right now. And, and no, they were super nice about it too. But I, it was just like, I felt bad, you know, like it's like the one time you see me and you, you know, conjured up a lot of courage because a lot of people are nervous apparently when they come up to me, I'm nothing special guys. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, I just do feel kind of bad, but, um, you know, I also try to tell myself that like, you know, it's, 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 I, I will catch them on a better day. <laughs> well, also I feel like, I mean, for everyone, it's like you have to have those moments where you can just be human mm-hmm. and just be, you know, it's funny because going back to what we were talking, you were saying that, you know, when you think about it, it's like you were in a place where people would kill for that. Mm-hmm. But it's such a fascinating thing because I talk with so many artists at all times and it's like, because, and you know, without even the negativity of it, because I, fame isn't over what we were talking about Chester yeah. in between. And yeah. dude, fame is, is. It's weird. It's fucking brutal. It's weird. I think it's actually the worst drug that there is. Yeah. But it's interesting, even without the negativity, like I was talking with Dave Matthews not long ago, mm-hmm. and we were talking about, you know, the idea of he had of, of you know, being a kid, right? And dreaming of what it would be like and yeah. being a Beatles fan and dreaming of what it would be like to be a music star. Yeah. Right. And then... And again, not with any negativity. He's like, but then when you start off and you're in a van and you're touring, he's like, this it's just nothing like yeah. what I imagined it would be like. So it's interesting. I think it probably takes people a while. To, so for you putting this in question form, when you look at the things that, you know, the best and worst, the things that surprised you about mm-hmm. it. What are those things that, that, you know, focusing on the positivity for a mm-hmm. minute, those things that, that really pleasantly surprise you that you can then take forward into doing your own work and, and going forward? I think having the power to help someone's day, like, you know, make their day better, I think is already just something so uh, 
you know, that's something I'm just really thankful for. And, you know, because it's hard to change someone's mood from really, really bad to really, really good. And, uh, or um, I've, I've always seen a lot of comments or like when fans come to me at shows, they're like, thank you for writing that song that really, really got me through a lot of stuff. Um, that song saved my life. Like I had, like that, it, like, it's very, very moving. And like, I, I'm, you know, I, I wrote that song out of like, um, like for example, like beautiful, uh, my song beautiful, it's talking about self-love and, you know, realizing that I'm a beautiful person. And that person, that fan telling me, thank you for letting me realize that I was beautiful. Like it's, it's, I, I can't, I'm like speechless. Like I, I, I don't write music to get that response. It's because people are like, you know, there are people out there that are just very calculative. Um, uh, and like, okay, I think this will generate that response, but it's just like, I just put it out there just to kind of, just to kind of put it out there. Uh, hoping, you know, somebody out there might, you know, that's maybe hurting like me can, you know, find some strength. Uh, but yeah, it, every time I hear it, it's just, it's very, very emotional for me. Like I will, I will look fine, but in my head, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, the, the coolest side is that you can just really make someone even happy for a second. Like I, does that, I gave you one second of happiness. Like, thank you for letting me give you that one second of happiness. But it's just, I think, you know, it, it's funny. I'm just thinking about, as you say this about the, you know, you don't write songs for that response. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, you know, I, I think, I always think the fans are much smarter than people give them credit for, mm -hmm. or then I don't think now that's the case anymore. I think people mm -hmm. recognize the fact that mm -hmm. that fans are perceptive, but you know certainly back in the day there was this idea of writing the song that, like you say, would get the response. Yeah. But I'm sure when you think about the songs that connected with you, mm -hmm. you know, like we were talking about Linkin yeah. Park, Somewhere I Belong, and stuff yeah. like that, it, it can't be. You know, if you feel like it's written for a response, mm -hmm. it's, it's you, you're like yeah. It, yeah, you see right through it. And I, I don't know, like for me, the, there obviously are some really well crafted, like calculate, like well calculated, well crafted songs out there. Uh, we won't, do, we won't deny that. But uh, I know, I think just the song, yeah, personally to me, that just mean the most didn't have that intention, and it was just always. Like it was just randomly, I was taking a shower. I, for some reason, I get inspired in the shower the most. <laughs> I just start humming something, and I'm like, "Wait, where's my phone?" And I have to like <laughs> run out, like butt naked, back into my room, grab my phone, get the voice memo open, sing something, write some lyrics, and come back in the shower, like freezing cold. Um, but yeah, like, have those, you ever written a whole song that way? Or like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially like when I'm like, sorry for the TMI, but when I'm on the bathroom, like in the bathroom, I think that's like, I don't know, it's just. It's very calming. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there is some, I, I mean, from the, you know, I, I imagine it's because you're you're not nearly as distracted. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You know, you, you actually just are sitting there with your thoughts. It's like the only time <laughs> you're allowed to sit with your thoughts. And I think, plus like the echo in the bathroom is really nice. So you can just kind of like hum things. You're like, hmm, I sound pretty good right now. <laughs> so what was the last song you wrote in the shower? Uh, I have a lot of sound bites that actually aren't released, but uh, I definitely. Oh, hmm. Maybe have any of the recent ones been written in the shower? Hmm. Not the. I, I can't. Nothing comes to mind. 
but there's a lot. <laughs> this verse was written in the shower. No, <laughs> but I'm, I'm always like, uh, so like my writing process has changed a lot. It used to just, you know, go in a session, write or, you know, write out a whole song at home, bring to producer, make changes. But it's really like I've gone through the whole one song a day, one song a week, um, you know, two, at least two sessions a week type of like thing. And I just, you know, got so burnt out. Uh, it wasn't fulfilling. Every song just was like, eh, like a little bit, little bit less than mediocre. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, to save everybody's time, to save my mental statusness, I'm, I'm just going to write when I'm inspired, even if it's a word. And I have so many on my phone that are just one word things. And what's really cool is that when I go back to the notes and just go through it, I'm like, huh, I wonder why I wrote this one word there. Hmm. Hmm. And then I'm like, huh, but it has new meaning right now. So I'll add on to it. And, uh, you know, just going and then obviously there's a stupid like, why did I write this? Oh, this is like, what was I thinking? And I just like, like delete the whole note. Uh, but yeah, and I start to start piecing it together slowly. And once I get like a pretty solid like verse chorus or like just a solid like vision for it, then I'll go to a producer and um, you know bang it out. Okay, so what's the last word that you wrote on your phone? I will look in my phone right now. I actually had one yesterday. It was a line. Uh. It, it, the last line I wrote was, uh, I wasn't made for this, but I'll try to change for it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was in my feels yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I guess it goes back to that whole fame thing that I, like, I wasn't made, you know, I, I, I really just sometimes really think about why did I get into this? Like, why did I want fame and like, you know, all these things and, um, and I really wasn't made for it, but you know, I guess kind of ref- going from the positive to the negative of fame, I, you know, you can't have everything you want, and if fame comes with all this crap, you know, I'm gonna learn to change to be able to withstand all the negativity or try to change the negative into a positive. So uh, you know, working on that. <laughs> Still work in progress. <laughs> well, that's a long working process. For, for, I mean, for everyone, you know. Yeah. But it's interesting as as you find that, like, are there certain things that you've noticed or certain steps you see where you feel like, all right, I'm already starting to appreciate this more. Or maybe it was pressure filled mm-hmm. when you were younger. And again, now you feel like, okay, but I see like, you know, because obviously, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I talk about the fact, I think, I think, you know, nothing is all good or all mm-hmm. bad. Well, that's not true. There are a couple of things I can think of that are all good or all bad. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, things are, are gray, you yeah. know? And so it's interesting because, I mean, with, on the flip side of fame, I find that when people get to sort of the other side of it, mm-hmm. what I mean by the other side of it is when they've, you know, had it for years and be able to get comfortable with it and use it. And, you know, I'm sure, Hannah, we've probably talked about this, but you look at artists like, you know, Steven Tyler or Alice Cooper that I've dealt yeah. with. And it's like, yeah, but once they get through the other side, it's like, well, fame just becomes this thing. Or like, I just interviewed the other day Alanis Morissette. You want to talk about someone who dealt with all of the dark side of fame, mm-hmm. having that sort of first album come out be that massive thing. But now it becomes that thing where it's like, okay, you can actually impact people for positivity yeah. and get your message out there. So there's yeah. a lot of good that comes with yeah. it as well. So for you, what are those things that you've sort of learned to appreciate in it as you start to come out the other side of it? Uh, you know, 
again, with with a lot of people in power that use their fame for positive change, you know, that's definitely what I want to do with my career. Definitely trying to get to a point where I can, you know, have the power to do better, th- to do be- like greater things. Like I want, you know, there's a lot of like little charitable things, like little charitable goals that I have in, um, in my head that I've had as a kid. But um, I guess it's that process of like when I was growing up, uh, you know, people would misunderstand me because I looked like um, not like the typical girl. And I just kind of was tired and sad. And, you know, because, yeah, I'm very, like, I stand out. When you're lined up with a bunch of girls and like, oh, who's that boy? And then it's like, I'm a girl. But it's like, also on the flip side, but I'm asking for it because I dress like one. So it's like, I, like, I'm like confused. But, you know, instead of, you know, when when I catch people's eye, because I, like even now, like my, my bandmate Crystal says this all the time. She like hates going out in public with me because <laughs> I stick out like a sore thumb. And she's like, Ever, I just want some private time to hang out with you. <laughs> I don't want to worry about us getting interrupted. Uh, and, you know, because like, we, we don't have a lot of one-on-one time. Um, <laughs> uh, I love her for that. But, uh, you know, it's it's great to be easily identified in, in an industry where, you know, it's when you're just in a bunch, when, you, when you're in a pool of just a lot of people that just look amazing and are beautiful. Um, but, you know, to kind of, Take the negativity of fame and just be all like, you know what? This is what it. This is what I'm. I'm dealing with. How? How do I get people to understand me so that this negative stuff can lessen? And uh, you know, especially with the internet now, like information travels really fast, true and false. And it's just you know, I think time um, is. Time is, this is so cliche, time is, is the best, <laughs> you know, best healer, best healing thing that you have, um, you know, because people have, even till now, for 10 years, people are like, Amber, do you want to be a boy? And I'm like, why do you have to say it so condescendingly? <laughs> like, well, yeah, what if I did want to be a boy? Is there a problem? But, um, but it's just like, no, dude, I'm just a girl who just likes to be active and I think skirts are just very restricting there's nothing it's nothing against <laughs> anything else it's just pants are just super comfortable um and i like short hair because i don't have long hair in my face and i save a lot of money on shampoo and conditioner <laughs> 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 it's very simple answers but again it's just time of just like you know what just be patient be patient just repeat it it's fine it's okay this person just didn't generally didn't know and it's fine like, it's obviously different with people with malicious intent that you know when they're actually trying to attack you for it but you know most people just don't know and they don't mean to offend me or anybody it's just they were just asking a question so just try to to try to keep that mindset of oh okay they're coming with that with a with good intention how can i um you know help them to understand a little bit better so when you think of those artists that that you know, as you say, do good, charitable causes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that mix of philanthropy and music. Mm-hmm. Who are those artists that you really admire for that? And you feel like, okay, when I get to that point in 10 years or mm-hmm. 12 years or whatever it is, that's where I want to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be a mu- music artist, right? No, <laughs> be whoever, yeah. I want to be Leo, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like um, Ashton Kutcher was doing a lot of stuff too. Um, yeah, just like... There's, it, it's kind of like sad that there's just 
there's just so many issues right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, I know I, I'm being super ambitious when I say this, but I want to, I want to help everybody. Uh, and you know, the environment is also extremely important because you know, without the environment, we would all be dead. Um, so you know, I really respect Leonardo DiCaprio for doing all that. Like again, I, it's kind of weird because I'm not, I'm not an expert in every, in any like field. I just dabble in every, every single thing. Um, you know, as I keep educating myself on every single topic, um, maybe there will become a time. There will be a time where I become confident enough that where I can actually set up my own thing. But um, definitely to um, just keep engaged and uh, keep the interest in every every social topic that I can keep up with, uh, and try to help out the people that are heading those uh, movements. I think is my mindset as of now, until I reach that next stage. Well, the other thing about it too is obviously you get to a point where it's like you just can use, you know, you can raise awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and just by talking yeah. about it. Yeah, especially like with, uh, um, you know, like there's very, very easy ones that I can touch up. Like, you know, body image is um, extremely, uh, I guess, in, quote unquote, in my realm. Uh, I, you know, because that's what I struggled with my whole life. Um, you know, we're in an industry where it's all about looks. Um, it's just how do we, how do we how do we make this better? Because like again, we're I'm not hating on the beauty industry. The beauty industry is amazing. Like I'm wearing makeup right now. It makes my skin look great. You know, it's like, <laughs> like but like how do, like how do we uh, you know make people feel feel they're beautiful too? You know, because you know we we I think we get so caught up in just looking at each other and feel like okay I hate you. No, it's like oh, well that's oh that's really that's really cool makeup. Where'd you get that from? Like it's like how do we take all these really difficult topics and then just start to kind of talk about it on, on common ground, I guess is something I'm still working on. <laughs> and jumping around, so let's talk about the tour because yeah. we ta- it's funny, before we came on air, mm-hmm. we were talking about, you know, you're doing the tour in January, February with yeah. Megan Dia, yeah. who happen to be good friends. Yeah, they're awesome. And yeah, so talk about that. And, you know, I mean, first off, obvious question, when you think about playing these new songs live, mm-hmm. are there ones that, you know, you're particularly excited to do? And especially because, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. songs take on a different life when you play yeah. them live and fans hear them. Yeah. So are there ones that you're particularly excited to bring to the stage and see how people respond? Um, I did a set a while ago um, that had um, some of the new songs on there. And I, I so I was not prepared for that set <laughs> because I just forgot how much dancing goes into my sets. And I was just gassed because um, I was performing in Shanghai and it, w- it was it was humid there. So I was like, okay. But like I, I, I made a bunch of fail safes for myself. Like, you know, just keep up on the dancing, just start singing, um, focus on, you know, making sure I get those notes. But, uh, um, and me and my dancers were just like working out different scenarios. So we're, we were good on that, that end. But uh, definitely... Um, uh, my song "Stay Calm," which again hasn't been released, but uh, which will be released next year. Uh, I, I don't know. It's I like the song is about again staying, trying to stay calm, and I genuinely feel calm when I sing that song. Uh, so I'm really excited to perform that one. Um, me and my music director are like figuring out some cool things that we could do right now. I can't. Say anything because right now because it's too pre- preliminary. But uh, I've been trying to add in some fun stuff uh, that you know. At um, last year, I 
<laughs> I sang All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, and I just love that song because it was, it was great because it was almost Christmas, but I also sang it for a set that was in the middle of March. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's Christmas every day. So I, I, all I want for my tour and for every show that I do is that I just want to create like a safe space for everybody. And I say this in, at the beginning of every show is that like this is a no judgment zone. This is a be yourself zone. Um, so whatever colors, whatever, whatever uh, skin color you are, whatever religious background, whatever uh, sexuality you have, like doesn't matter here. Like let's, this is, we're all here together. Let's just have fun and let's, 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 let's just enjoy this um, like hour, two hour with uh, two hours with each other. And, uh, you know, I just hope that, you know, people can become friends. <laughs> well, and the idea of, of fun and the idea mm-hmm. of becoming friends. So what's the one song that you would want to do with Megan Dia together? Oh, man. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be one of your songs or okay. one of their songs either? So, it's like just like a cover, you know? Like I, I love their new album. Uh, I love their song Koala. It's so great. It's so, it's like... It, the lyrics are kind of sad when you break <laughs> it down, but it's such a cute song. Um, American Spirit, obviously an amazing vibe. I, I love that song too. Um, and they just put out Christmas music. Yeah, it's put on Christmas. Oh yeah, uh, Dear Darling, right? I, th- I think that's the song. They actually have an album out now. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. okay, I have to listen to that. Sorry, Meg, sorry <laughs> to you. Um, but uh, I think right there's, um, sorry if I got the title wrong, but um, I think it's, um, I think Be- Better at Being Young, I think is the song. I want to look at it. Sorry, let me fact check this. Yeah, that's right. I want to do them some justice. I because I, I listened to their album on, on repeat. Um, Happy sad. Listen to their album, Megan Dia. Shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called Better at Being Young. Uh, I love that song so much and it's so fun. I would and uh, I really would love to collab with them because they're just they're just amazing. <laughs> nice. And if you were gonna do one song from someone else, what would be that one sing along song that you just think <sighs> would be so fun? Anybody, right? Yeah. Oh, these are the hard questions. <laughs> um, I've really been vibing with her these days. Okay. Um, there's a song called Rather Be, um, and it's just this beautiful, slow, slow jam. And um, I wish I wrote that song. Like, I really wish I wrote that song. Uh, so, yes, that. <laughs> cool. What do you want to add I didn't ask you about? Um. I love you, Steve. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for joining us on My Turning Point with special guest Amber Lou. Hope you enjoyed the interview as much as we did. Really fascinating to talk to her about all the stuff she's gone through, moving to Korea, coming back to the States, and her current tour, which you should definitely check out. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, 
You need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 